What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the rest of the season, check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week when we get into the Wednesday segment of the Cowboys stat of the week. So welcome, everybody. What we're going to do tonight, as you guys can judge by the title of this video, by the you know suit that we've got on, the jacket at least that we've got on, and the award that I hold here in my hands, we're going to hand out some awards to Dallas Cowboys players, maybe coaches that deserve some recognition for the work that they have done through the first third of the season. The Cowboys are playing the Detroit Lions on Sunday, so we will talk briefly about that and then we'll dive into it tomorrow night at length. But today I wanted to do a little bit, uh, something a little bit different with all of you guys. So I hope that you guys enjoy it as much as I think. And without any further ado, I think that's the perfect idea to start with the first award. So let's do it. Let's do it. The candidates for I Am Sorry I Take It All Back Award are quarterback Cooper Rush. And remember that you guys get to vote in the comments. So let me know what you guys think. The I Am Sorry I Take It All Back Award. The nominees. I don't, I don't know why I used candidates. I was supposed to use nominees, right? Here are your nominees. Cooper Rush, the quarterback that everyone wanted an upgrade on. Nobody wanted Cooper Rush to be the Cowboys' backup. Everybody talked about, you know, getting an upgrade there, signing somebody in the offseason, maybe even have Will Greer win the backup quarterback role. The other nominees are kicker, Brett Maher. Man, we were not excited about that signing, and so far, he has delivered. And last but not least, offensive line coach Joe Philbin. He deserves a nomination here because he has made this offensive line work with Tyler Smith, who was supposed to take a lot more to play left tackle. But the Cowboys have gotten him ready for the challenge, and he has played very well as a rookie. And, you know, the Cowboys are also surviving with a carousel at left guard. You get Connor McGovern in there, Matt Farniak, Jason Peters, and yet it hasn't been a deal breaker for the Cowboys. So, who do you guys have winning this one? The I am sorry, I take it all back award. Dallas Jones says Maher, Cattery Jones goes with Maher as well. Toxic Tom says Joe Rush would be my boat, most important position. F. Joe Philbin. Gotta go with Joe, says Floyd Wright. Wasn't surprised with Cooper and Maher. Monty Maher, says Bruce. Gotta Dax Philbin uh, for playing musical chairs with the line. Exactly. The kicker, says Jason Renfro. Gregory goes with Cooper Rush. And here we go then. 
wrong sound effect. Let's try again. Let's let's try again. I'm the winner is quarterback Cooper Rush. Listen, listen. That's the most important position. I agree with what Toxic Tom had to say. He deserves an award here. So let's give it up for Cooper Rush, the winner of the I Am Sorry, I Take It All Back award. And listen, congratulations on your award. But Dax got it from here. Dax got it from here. But still, big, big shout out to Cooper Rush for what he was able to, to you know, achieve. Shout out to Dallas Junk. Thank you for the comment and your donation as well in the YouTube chat. I appreciate it. Toxic Tom saying, Gingers are sweeping the rowdies. There you go. We're going to have to call it rowdies, right? Like, uh, we're going to have to do this uh, consistently now, uh, every once in a while, and we're going to have to call it the rowdies. I'm going to steal that term for, for from you, Toxic Tom. I'm sorry. Let's go. Let's go. Let's move on to the next award. Here we go. What, what should we do next? Let's go with the Meteoric Rise of the year award let's go with that one candidates you've got none other than donovan wilson the safety you got defensive end dorance armstrong and you have tyler smith those are your nominees for meteoric rise player of the one third the first th third of the 2022 season. Who are you voting for? Donovan Wilson has positioned himself as one of the best safeties in the NFL. Armstrong has made us really, really kind of feel all right about not having Randy Gregory around. But Tyler Smith, I don't think that anybody expected him to be playing at this level this early in his career, particularly at the position that he is playing. So let me know what you guys think of this one. Let's go. Sugar Daddy Williams goes with Donovan Wilson. Armstrong says Jason Renfro. Toxic Tom goes with Tyler Smith. People hated the pick and has done nothing but impress. Gregory goes with Tyler Floyd goes with Dorrance, Dorrance, Dorrance in the comments. We've got a lot of support for Armstrong. And Cater Jones says, my man is Donovan Wilson. So without any further ado, without any further ado, here we go. I'm the winner is... I've got safety Donovan Wilson. Here is why. Hear me out. Hear me out. Donovan Wilson had... Less than 30% of the defensive snaps in 2021. Armstrong was already a part of this team. He, he was already in that rotation at defensive end. He was already getting some reps. And he was already looking like a pretty legit player. Maybe we didn't expect him to be this good for the Cowboys. But let's also admit that he is benefiting a lot from facing very, very favorable looks as opposing offensive lines focus on limiting Micah Parsons, limiting the Marcus Lawrence. So all respect to, to number 92, but I got to give some love to Donovan Wilson, who was positioned at one point as the best safety for an NFL.com article. And Donovan Wilson has done a lot for the Cowboys. Uh, he has looked great in coverage. He has looked great tackling in the open field. And honestly, he has been one of the best blitzers 
for the Cowboys through six weeks of the season. So I got to give some love to Donovan Wilson. That's my pick for that one. So there you go. Two awards are on the books. Don't think that I have too many. Uh, we're going to be moving on from this segment uh, fairly quickly to not, you know, overdo it. Toxic Tom says, feel like Wilson has put a lot together to get to this point. He has been impressive. And that's the thing. That's exactly the thing. Thank you to Toxic Tom for, for putting it that way. Because that's part of the award, right? The rise. It's been, it's been pretty quick. It hasn't been like, uh, it, it has been a long-term process for sure. But he's been, uh, you know, he's been a skyrocket player for the Cowboys. Limiting Trayvon says uh, Sugar Daddy Williams. Brooklyn Jones has had no snaps because he hits so hard he hurt himself, says Brooklyn John, uh, and that's true. Uh, Floyd Wright says, Wilson being balling, huge fan of Wilson. Yolanda also with some support for Mr. Dono. Armstrong for Jason. Bruce's Dono has been solid. There you go. There you go. So some well-deserved love for the guy. Without any further ado, let's dive into the next one. Let's dive into the next one. And this is, I'm sorry, but I, I had to do this award too. I'm sorry. Here we go. The nominees for the Where You At Award. Where you at, man? The nominees. Wide receiver, Jalen Tolbert. Healthy scratch for most of the season. We'll see what happens now that Simi Fehoko is on IR. But keep in mind, keep in mind that James Washington might be coming back, so... Still don't know what to make out of that situation. Kelvin Joseph, cornerback. At one point, expected to battle Anthony Brown for the starting position last year. Then he got into some offseason trouble. And now we don't see him at all on defense. And finally, linebacker Jabril Cox, who we thought would be getting reps at linebacker like defensive reps, not special teams reps, and hasn't been able to, to get into that playing field just yet. So the nominees for the Where You At Award, those, true, those three, I kind of think this one might be unanimous. Let's see what you guys have to say. Oh, no, this is not going to be unanimous, as I, as I thought that it would be. Bosman. Says Sugar Daddy Williams. Ryan uh, Ryan Nall says Toxic Tom. Gregory goes with uh, Jabril Cox. Joseph says Dallas Junk. He's a bust, not going to lie. Jason Renfro says Cox. Floyd says Tolbert. I've seen him once, I think, this year. Catter Jones goes with Jabril. Bruce says Tolbert has barely sniffed the field. Toxic says KJ. Where the F... Are you at second round pick taking over a Santa Samuel Jr.? So, you know, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Here we go. I'm the winner is wide receiver Jalen Tolbert. I know, I hear you on Kelvin Joseph, I hear you on Jabril Cox, but I think the toxic Tom summed it up pretty well with this comment. Mo, I can't believe that you found a picture of Tolbert actually playing a Dallas uniform. That is very rare. I expected so much more from Jalen Tolbert. And I got to tell you, I'm not giving up on this player yet. I am not. I think that maybe at some point he will figure it out. And I will trust what I saw. 
from him as a prospect. And I really liked Jalen Tolbert coming out of South Alabama. You guys saw me when he was picked. So I, I don't want to give up on him yet. But I don't forget about Kelvin Joseph being on this team because I saw I see him play every Sunday. Maybe not on defense, but I do see him play. Uh, Jarrell Cox, the same. I, I have been so, so surprised at how Jalen Tolbert has fared so far. Now, I want to I wanna use this platform, you know, with this award here. I want to use this platform. As I, like, notice how I'm treating these as an actual awards show. And I want to talk about a Michael Gelkin tweet. Because Michael Gelkin tweeted out that Kelvin Joseph has been impressing in recent practices. So maybe that's just optimism, or maybe that's, you know, some whispers there here and there about Jalen Tolbert maybe getting back into action sometime soon. Somebody asked last night if Tolbert was going to see more playing time with Dak Prescott coming back. I cannot guarantee that that will be the case, but maybe that's uh, what you could look forward for. So maybe, maybe next, next rowdies, we give Jalen Tolbert some sort of Miraculous Comeback Award or something like that. But for now, he gets the Where You At Award of the night of the one of the first one third of the season. Moving on, moving on. I think that we have two more left to go here before we move on into the early look of the Detroit Lions. Here is the Micah Parsons Award. And I, I named it. I included Micah Parsons name in it. Because I'm not going to do an MVP award. Come on, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste our time asking you to name the Cowboys MVP of the season so far. So instead, what I did was nominate three players. And this one was tough because I wasn't sure who to who to leave out. But this is the non-Micah MVP award. And the nominees are. Malik Hooker, the safety. This one might be a surprise nominee for a lot of you. But notice how little we talk about him. That's that's good. He's been one of the best coverage safeties in the NFL so far. Number two, edge rusher, Demarcus Lawrence. He's been one of the best run defenders again in the NFL at his position. He has been able to be unleashed as a pass rusher with the help of Micah Parsons. Parsons creating every sort of matchup problems. The Marcus Lawrence, as opposed to previous years in his career, is lining up everywhere across the defensive line. He's lining up inside. He's doing it on the other side. Before, you, you mostly saw him rush right tackles. But now he's doing it from the other side as well. So he, he deserved a nomination for sure. And last but not least, cornerback Trayvon Diggs. Who are you guys voting for in the non-MICA MVP award? And since we're talking about MVPs here, I, I, I will allow I will allow other nominees if you guys want to nominate somebody else. Floyd Wright. Says D, D. Marcus Lawrence. Dallas Young says, when did Tank ever rock rock that face mask? I actually have that same question. I always 
see this picture pop up when I Google Demarcus Lawrence, but I've never know where that picture is from. I don't know if it's like, uh, at first I thought that maybe it was from a Madden game, but it's not. I also want to know that uh, it should have happened early in his career, I would guess. Biotish, so Sugar Daddy Williams, that's a surprising name. Cutter Jones is D-Law. Looks like Jay Ratliff, says Mark Canella. Is that Jay Ratliff? But he pops up always when you Google DeMarcus Lawrence. That, that picture will always come up. Uh, I don't doubt that that's Jay Ratliff, though, because that doesn't look like... Could that be Jay Ratliff? If so, then that would be hilarious. But anyways, let's assume that's Tank for now. Tommy Montoya says Tank. Jason Renfro says Armstrong. Toxic. <laughs> Come on, Toxic. Come on. Almost, almost. You were close. Anyways, Hooker says, <laughs> Bruce says, <laughs> Bruce says, Hooker gets my dollar. <laughs> I never heard Badish's name during a game, says Sugar Daddy Williams. That's always good. Carter says, Tank all day. Here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about the winner for the non Micah MVP award. Marcus Lawrence. That's right. He had to be the non-Mica MVP, in my opinion. He has been the guy that has made the most impact other than Micah on this defense so far. And don't get me wrong, Trayvon Diggs deserves a lot of love. What he's been able to do in coverage has been a massive improvement from last year. And last year was the season in which he put together 11 interceptions. But I think that those matchup problems that Dan Quinn has been able to unleash for opposing offensive lines, you know, getting Parsons and Dela on the same side, isolating Lawrence with an offensive guard, uh, doing all that sort of stuff has been because of how versatile Lawrence has turned out to be and how he can, he has been moved around like a chess piece, similar to the, to Michael Parsons, honestly, just with the exception that Lawrence doesn't play as an off-ball linebacker. But other than that, he's been almost as versatile. D-Law sometimes uh, lines up versus the left tackle, sometimes versus the, the right tackle. He can do a little bit of everything. So he had to be my non-MICA MVP. Armstrong says Dallas Junk. Toxic Tom with an interesting nomination. He says LVE. There you go. There you go. He has come back strong, says Sugar Daddy Williams. He really has. He really has. But anyways, let's move on to the final, final award of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Final award of the one-third of the 2022 season. And this one is not for a player. All right? We will not be voting for a player here. We will be voting for a play. That's right. The play of the season so far the nominees tony pollard's 57 yard touchdown run cooper rush rolling out of the pocket and finding michael gallup in a very tough play to make gallup makes the touchdown grab in his return and then the final nominee dorance armstrong blocking the punt and giving the Cowboys a chance to go up by two possessions 
versus the LA Rams. Those are the three nominees for the play of the season so far. Kateri Jones says, I wanted to pick Trayvon Diggs at first. Oh, he's talking about that MVP. I love the controversy already. Jason Renfro says, punt block. Pollard's 57-yard touchdown run. Says Dallas Young. Cotter goes with Tony Pollard. Toxic Tom goes with Armstrong. A lot of love for Pollard. A lot of love for Pollard. Brooklyn Joan also in that Pollard train. Sugar Daddy as well. Mark Andrew on Facebook. Floyd, though, goes with Armstrong's blocked punt. Gregory goes with Pollard. Bruce goes with blocked punt. It's a tough one, isn't it? There's a lot of controversy so far. There's a lot of controversy going on. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's 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 get into the winner, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the winner. Is... Y'all are gonna hate me. I've got the Rush Gallup touchdown pass. Honestly, I thought that that was going to get more love. I thought that that was going to get more votes here. I've got Cooper Rush finding Michael Gallup in the Commanders game because look at this picture. Look at that picture, man. That's a tough throw to make for Cooper Rush. He finds Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup makes a tough grab. I was pretty impressed by that play. I, I, it still pops up in my dreams, to be honest. That shot, that shot makes me makes it all worth it for me. I can, I can be at peace going against everybody in the comments just based on this shot. Just based on Cooper Rush finding uh, Michael Gallup. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, that was a rigged ballot from the start. <laughs> Bruce says, these awards are rigged. I'm just kidding, by the way. There you go. <laughs> Floyd Wright says, Cooper has made some ridiculous throws. He really has. And, you know, there was never a quarterback controversy or anything like that. And Cooper Rush was, uh, for the most part, a game manager. But he, he did make some insane plays here and there. And this one was the, the most impressive of them all. So I, I had to give some love to uh, Cooper Rush on this and Michael Gallup as well. So there you go. There you go. Without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for the awards of tonight. But some additional thoughts for you before we leave tonight. Uh, we've got an early look at the Detroit Lions more than anything. And this is a very, very early look. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a hectic, hectic week for many reasons. Uh, but don't worry, we won't get into that. Uh, tomorrow, I hope to have an even more in-depth analysis of the Cowboys-Lions matchup. But let me give you my early scouting notes on the Lions. This is a team that struggles on defense mightily to, to stop the run and to stop the pass. And I think that it starts up front. Aiden Hutchinson, an exciting player for sure. The first round, uh, the first overall pick of the 2022 NFL draft. I don't know that there is a lot more going on on that defensive line, though. They don't generate pressure. They're one of the average trending towards the bottom uh, teams in pressure rate. But the problem when you are an average team in, in, in pressure rate is that if you're average, you better hope that you're not blitzing that much. And the Lions blitz a lot. And it turns into 
Nothing sometimes. Uh, they have the third highest blitz rate in the NFL. You're going up against Dak Prescott on Sunday. Who do you, you don't get to blitz Dak Prescott that much, uh, at least not throughout his career. He's been in a defensive assassin when, when defense has sent that extra guy. So there is that, first and foremost. There you go. There you go. Way to turn the double play, Yankees. There you go. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to catch that from the corner of my eye. I'm sorry. That looked exciting. <laughs> Anyways, the Lions blitz a lot. They don't generate a lot of pressure. I don't think that they're, other than Jeff Okuda, I don't think that they even have a good secondary. And they have a long, long injury report right now, which brings me to the offense. The offense is actually good. It is a good offense for the, for the Lions. And I know that they were just shot out by the New England Patriots. But here's the thing about the Patriots. They are pretty disciplined. And when they want to stop the run and prioritize that, they're going to be able to do so because they have, and, and Deontay Lee from The Athletic had an amazing analysis from this uh, about one or two weeks ago in which he explained how the Patriots fit the run. And they set the edge. They react on the defensive line. They don't attack one gap aggressively, but instead, you know, they engage with their blocker and they react to the play. And that frees up a lot of, uh, of the linebackers' work. The linebackers can work with cleaner reads and all of that. So it will be a challenge for the Cowboys because your identity all season has been attack, attack, attack. They're a very aggressive team. Uh, you see a lot of one-gap kind of scheming in, in the Cowboys' defense. So this time, they maybe have to kick back a little bit and, and read where the running back is going while DeMarcus Lawrence, maybe even Michael Parsons, set the edge, right, to cut off those outside runs for the Lions running backs. It will be tough. Uh, I think that it will be tougher on defense than it appears. You you listen to the name of the team, you go Detroit Lions. I don't think that they will hurt the Cowboys a lot, but Dallas will have to remain disciplined on this one and try to sustain gap integrity as much as they can. They They're going to have to be able to stay away from that desire to be a playmaker and instead just focus on my gap and trust my teammate that he will be able to feel his, right? It won't be easy. It won't be an easy game. I strongly believe that, especially because the mismatch here should be the Lions defense going up against a Cowboys offense that features Dak Prescott. But the Cowboys are going to get an, an opportunity to ease Dak Prescott back into game action if they want to do so because they will be able to run the football. They will be able to do that. The Lions allow, and this is a crazy number, the Lions allow 6.5 yards per play. That's the worst mark in the NFL. 6.5 yards per play. And they don't have a good run defense. So if you are the Cowboys, you are probably going to head into this one with a conservative game plan. That's what I would assume. And Dak Prescott is obviously going to get to throw the football. Uh, if, you, if you guys missed the news, he has been cleared to practice. He has been cleared to play. He was a full participant and will likely be a full participant tomorrow again. And the, the, the way that I see this one is, you, you better hope that some of these stinkers kind of 
get out of the way pretty quickly because you would assume that with Dak Prescott being away with a thumb injury, even if he does come back at full strength, there will be some uh, stinkers, whether it's because of the, you know, just maybe even the anxiety of getting back into that playing field and the excitement of being back in there. So I do expect some errant throws, especially early in the game. So the Cowboys might want to stick to that conservative side of things when you're going up against a defense that allows allows a strong running game. Let's see. Floyd Wright says, I think that the Lions stayed within 10 points with the Eagles. They did. They did uh, in week one of the season. That was, wasn't it? Dak wasn't accurate before the thumb. Could be ugly, says Floyd Wright. Now, I will say this. Mostly, he has been accurate. He wasn't on that week one matchup versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. I will give you that. But I, I am not concerned about Dak's accuracy, honestly. Bruce says, run the ball, stop the run. This should be the game plan still. Team Hall says, run, 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 and run the rock. Jason Renfro with the unacceptable comment. I refuse to speak these words into existence. I, I will not, Jason, uh, but I will show the comment on the screen in case there are some Seco baseball fans watching right now. But I, I don't want to allow that. Go Yankees. 34 to 10, says Gregory in the comments. And we'll have the preview, by the way, tomorrow night with uh, numbers and betting the Cowboys. We're, not, we're no longer undefeated on betting the Cowboys. Dallas failed to cover the spread. So now Dallas, you know, uh, betting the Cowboys, we are 5-1 and one in there uh, every single week. We make one and only one bet on the Cowboys games. It can be, uh, it, it, we, we can even back the rival. We can go with the over, the under. Looking forward to finding out what we are betting tomorrow night, by the way. Anyways, before we get out of here, let's get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week as we do every Wednesday night. And this one is an exciting one, I believe. It speaks volumes to one of the players that were nominated for the earlier portion of this show. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. Trayvon Diggs has been amazing. Trayvon Diggs maybe is not getting those interceptions at the same rate that he did in 2021. I don't think anybody expected him to because that was such an anomaly. But Trayvon Diggs has looked even better in coverage. And while he doesn't have those 11 interceptions yet, or maybe he isn't even on pace to put together such a number, he is one of the cornerbacks with the most pass breakups in the NFL. To be precise, he has six so far. That's one per week on average. That is tied for the second in the NFL. Several players have seven in the league right now. But this is just one of many examples of what Trevon Diggs has been able to do this season. And I think that what's been the most impressive about Trevon Diggs is that he's given up way less big plays uh, you know, comparing it to last year, he was able to erase Terry McLaurin versus the Rams. There was those two ugly plays, but other than that, you didn't get, you didn't see him get bit consistently by oppon opposing wide receivers. So Trevon Dix is actually playing some better football than last year, even if the interceptions are not there. And a huge evidence for that, uh, huge evidence for that is this number right here: six passes. Broken up 
for Trevon Diggs that is tied for second most in the NFL. That is a Freeman Mazda stat of the week brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Let me talk to you about them and the ride of the week, which is the 2022 Mazda Miata RF Grand Touring. This one has a lane departure assist, six-speed manual transmission. It's got a sunroof, convertible sunroof. It's got a miles per gallon capacity of 24 in the city. That goes all the way up to 36 when you are in the highway. Make sure that you, that you check it out over at freemanmazda.net. You can check out the pictures from the outside. You can check out the inside pictures, and I really recommend you do so because the Mazda Miata RF Grand Touring, it's a beauty of a vehicle. And remember that Freeman Mazda is a family-owned business, has been so for over 65 years. And when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Dixie Monster says Cattery Jones. Floyd Wright says Mo has a parking lot full of Mazdas. I can't neither uh, confirm this or deny this, but I can tell you what. I would be the happiest man on earth if, if that was the case. Tom Exteo says, amen to that, bro. There you go. They must run, says Sugar Daddy Williams. Yankees Astros still tied at one and one. That is right. That is right. And let me tell you something. I really want the Yankees to win. This, this would be a huge, huge game for the Yankees to win because, you know, you've got uh, Justin Berlander in there. Would love to see that start wasted for Houston, not going to lie. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's not talk. Let's not talk baseball. Let's get out of here. Thank you. Thank you for enjoying the show. Thank you for tuning in. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the like button. If you're new here, of course, subscribe to ADC Sports Dallas. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. We will have some picks. We will have some, some previews for the game. There you go. Thank you to Gregory. Thank you to Timothy. Nos vemos el día de mañana. Adiós. Hasta luego.